ladies and gentlemen thank you once again for joining us here on the mix table we got andriel sitting down with us today it's about 1 30 in the afternoon and we're feeling good tyrone how you doing i'm doing pretty good man i think uh before i get things started i guess i just gotta set the set the mood right uh do it look uh I'm just trying to stay down Took a look at my circle Told him quit messing around If we stay down Then we can all go up Looking at the city And everyone can know us But I know that sounds a little bogus Andriel by my side So we bout to load up But hold up I never been this active So let me explain this By using your track list I'm the first in line Like 11-11 Gotta keep this thing moving I call it big stepping But if next message It was a text message All this flirting on the gram it got my chest pressing but nah i'm just messing around me and andriel finna set sail around the town but anybody want to see how we do it come in here and put it down and we going real stupid yeah yeah want to be down with you i want to go around and see the town with you mm -hmm. all smiles all yes no frowns with you mm -hmm. i want to do anything you're down to do uh -huh. we can mix it up while we're here at the table horses keep going but they stop at the stable Ooh. both know what's up so we don't need a label call it what you want because it's the truth no fable when i'm with you i'm acting sweeter than some candy getting real loose like i'm gone off the brandy if you leave soon i don't even got a plan but that's some grim news i call it billy and mende for left in this little procession i keep my cup overflowing i don't fuck with recession i keep my eyes up the front while you're teaching the lesson I want to be down so you know my intentions. Ooh, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. I was gentlemen. not ready for that. How is it going? Bow, 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 bow. Let's get some, you know. How is it going, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to another episode of The Mixed Table. I am yeah. your host. Mr. Tyrone McClendon. Across from me, I have my DJ, my producer, my best friend, Mr. Young Seppi himself, Joseph Middledorf. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the beautiful people out there tuning in today. I say it at the beginning of every episode, but we got a good one for you today. And by our side, right here in the middle, the guest for the show, our star for today's episode, the one and only Miss Andriel. Not Andriel, not Andri, no, Andriel. Get it right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's poppin', everybody? How you doing? How you doing? Thank you so much for coming by here. Oh. Get, myself, get myself prepared, you know? Game seven. Oh. Pull, pull, pull. Oh. Well, Andriel, we're glad you're here, man. We're glad this could finally happen. Now, what a lot of people don't know, this is a long time coming, uh -huh. this, this, this get-together right here. All right, people, relax. Um, <laughs> what the people don't know here is that this has been a long time coming. This It just seemed like the universe was trying every which way to make Hard. this get-together is difficult. This was what, I guess... Was this our first season we tried to get here as well? Or was it second season only? I know we picked out this beat like at least six months ago. Yeah, we definitely uh, picked yeah. that brandy thing like yeah. a long, 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 long time <laughs> yeah. ago. We were like, yeah, I want to be down with it. It works with the vibe. That is my vibe for sure. I love me some brandy. And yeah, it just it just seemed like if it wasn't one thing, it was another. Because yeah, we, yeah, we got the flu. We got, we got the flu the first time it was supposed to happen. And then all hell broke loose. Yeah, yeah. Literally the first time. And we were on a roll leading into this everybody was showing up the day of da, 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 da. 
And then literally like the day this is coming up, I'm like, I feel like shit. So I was like, all right, let's let's just hold off. Everything will work better. And then we'll finally meet. Then fast forward the next time, I want to say, you know, if you live in Georgia, you know how these these thunderstorms can get. Oh my God. It was one of those days. And I was like, look, if you want to, I, I wouldn't suggest you try coming here in this weather. But I mean, hey, if you want to, I will respect you. Bro, spoiler, I needed new windshield wipers too at the time. I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, driving yeah, out. yeah. So, so we had to postpone that one. And then it just, I don't know. It just seemed like the scheduling on both sides. It just, it just. It was a lot. And then, we're not aligned. and then finally, the day she comes, she comes an hour early. <laughs> we were like, okay. Okay. We were yeah, like, I said I was coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. She was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I get there, I guess. And was like, I'm here now. Let's let's figure everything out now. And you're here. But I just brought a cool energy, though. Like, I like I don't know. I wasn't. This is not the usual energy I start the show with. Like, yeah. I was kind of scrambling. and yeah, But yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of up. and Calm, cool, collected. It's just going to be a good time. Yeah, it gave us a nice little, like, espresso shot, I guess, to kind of. That's me. <laughs> I heard that doorbell ring. And, oh, my God. I, like, just gotten out of the shower. It was. Yeah. Hair was damp and everything. <laughs> my bad. My bad. But we make it happen, people. Exactly. That's show business for you, ladies and gentlemen. But, Andriel, I know I've given all this preamble and give you an introduction, but let the people know for you, for yourself. Tell them who you are and what it is that you do. What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Andy Andriel. Not Andriel. Um, I am a rapper, singer, songwriter, you know, an innovator, if you will, a creative. <laughs> uh, nah, I don't rap, but sometimes I write good. Um, I just put out a project last year in April called Loading. You can stream it anywhere. It's my debut project. I worked really hard on it. Um, you can follow me anywhere at that's Andrea L and that's spelled A N D R E L L E. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I already forgot what the question was, so this is going to be interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you know, like you said, you mentioned you are a rapper, artist, songwriter, mm-hmm. all of those things, all of the above. But if I'm not mistaken, your path, your journey of this is relatively new, right? You just started making so. music. How, how long ago? Um, in April, it will be two years. Wow. So I find something, you know, a lot of people like to think music is a young person's game a lot of times. They tell you, you know, if you ain't started it when you were 15 or whatever, then, you know, it's too late for you, it's too quote late. unquote. But, you know, I think it's actually the the longer I think that a person waits to make their music, I think the why becomes more interesting, I think. It mm-hmm. becomes more, and I think there's a part of it, too, where... A lot of artists, they have to go through this period of like learning about themselves and life all at the same time while also trying to figure out their music. But while I feel literally like, learning music on top of it. Exactly. Like, it's a lot. Spoiler alert. I'm, I'm still doing that. <laughs> I mean, yes, you are. Yeah. But you are at a little bit more. You, you have more layers to yourself than mm-hmm. if you had started making music when you were 14. Yeah. I can just tell the way you introduced yourself. You kind of know who you are and what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Like I learned who I was in college. I definitely, well, you know, I learned a lot more after college too. But mm. it, it is, it is. I don't know. It's daunting to mm. be uh, running with a crew, a young, a bunch of young bucks like this. I ain't scared. I'm young in spirit. I got you. Wise I got in the you. mind. <laughs> so, but I think that's what the theme I want for this conversation here is just understanding that why for mm-hmm. you is why you why you are making music here today, why you made those decisions and all those things like that. So, to get there, let's start all the way from the beginning. From oh, the beginning. Yes. Tell me a little bit about 
your humble beginnings. Tell me about growing uh, up, mom, dad, okay. brother, sisters. So I'm from the saw. That's Kennesaw, Georgia. If you don't know, okay. Or I'm from the saw. Bitch I've never saw, heard that. The bitch saw. from the saw because I've seen where I'm going. Okay, hey. remember that. Okay. Um, no, I just coined it. Uh, it's a new thing I'm trying. People call it K Town. That's stupid. Um, but I went to a private school up until really? the 11th grade. Yeah. So 11th grade. Uh, 11th grade I, until 11th grade, I was. Now in that's interesting because you got another kid here who went to private school for private a good school? majority of their schooling. Yeah. Through yeah, fourth through eighth. Did okay, private yeah. school. Prime time to do private school. Mm-hmm. That's like the most developing your brain and really pivotal pieces of knowledge are dropped in that those years. And they were really big on like, let's teach you how to learn and exactly. not so much on like, okay, yeah, you'll learn some shit about yeah, like history or whatever. Like, but how to apply for real. Yeah. Mm. Um but I'm from Kennesaw. I have four older brothers. Um two really cool parents well one really cool one at least <laughs> um i've always been rapping my whole life for real I've yeah always i was gonna to ask be- what was your what was the first relationship with music you remember oh uh, when i was like eight years old I, maybe younger like uh my oldest brother my oldest brother's like in his 40s um but when i was a kid he was locked up and like me and all my brothers and friends would come over and whatever and like that, you know when every nigga gets there I could rap Gene in high school all my brothers are a lot older than me I'm the youngest um, that like they would be rapping and I'd be like uh, yeah hell yeah and, and they'd be like come on you gonna rap with us and I was never scared but alright yeah let's rap like I'm y'all don't sound like y'all talking about shit I'll talk about shit too like whatever I'm gonna just say what you say um, and you know I kind of like put that down I wanted to make music but I was always I was an athlete my whole life um, I played sports in college like I was an athlete my whole life. I really didn't have time for it, and I wanted to be an A and R manager. I took the track. I graduated from the University of Alabama. Roll Tide. Um, and you bold, know, bold like, over here. Yeah, go Tigs. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it but you know, like I was top five universities in the country for what I was learning to do and how to apply it. Um, did you was, go on athletic scholarship? No, I didn't. I walked on. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so athletics was your first like introduction as far as like working with other people having Mm -hmm. you know things like that I was always a team player and I always had really really good discipline and grit about me like you know I had a coach that always taught me my whole life the highest form of discipline is self-discipline and like if not my mom always told me if not you then who you know if it's meant to be it's up to me so go get it have the power to change the things you can and accept the things you can't and um after college I was working in music I did all the internships and bullshit and whatever I was like I'm prepared to be an exec at United like I'm prepared to go that route Uh, and I was working in music and I just I really hated it and unfortunately you know unfortunately or fortunately I was in a position where after about you know almost a year being there I quit and I was like I have no idea what I'm about to do Um, but I quit and then I found myself in IT thank god that that was my minor um and I just started working, you know, I just started saying like, I think like the artists we were managing and seeing, I was like, bro, I could do this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started writing and like, I, I knew like, there's some niggas that I'll never forget. Like, do you know who Rob Olu is? Of course. It's been, been on, on the show. show. Robin, hey, Rob. Uh, Rob and I went to high school together. Okay. Um, and when we were in high school, I used to be like, that's when I really first started rapping for real. I mean, I know you said, you know, you had the older, but what made you at this point say, all right, I'm going to start rapping around people I know, start doing it. Man, it was just having fun. We was just having fun. You know, we were in high school, first started drinking and smoking and whatever. So it'd be like, don't I, try that at home. Kids. Don't do that. I do not condone that. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, we were all at parties and just doing stuff, and you know, that's when niggas get their rap gene. And they'd be like, "I can rap." Y'all trying to freestyle? Put on a beat. Throw on a beat. <laughs> and it'd be like, you know, y'all funny, but you know, since I was a kid, I was always rapping with the boys. Yeah. And I'm always around the boys, so I was like, I'll do what they, I'll do what the boys do here. I could do this. It's no big deal. And they would rap, and I would rap with them. And I remember one day, uh, Rob told me he was like, "Damn, like for real, like you, you cold, like you one of the coldest females I heard rap." And I was like. Appreciate it, bro. Off back to practice, like I go do my business. I was always cool with everybody that, you know. I kind of held that piece so, with me. So, and dur- during this time, I'm more specifically just high school. So, your goals at this point, you personally, are you thinking like I'm just gonna be doing athletics? My like that's my goal was to be playing college basketball and uh, or running track somewhere. Yeah, that's what and I was gonna ask you. What sports did you play? I played basketball and I ran track. Okay. Um, and then you know figure it out after that you the music thing you always love music i thought i wanted to score movies and like tv shows at one point i was like oh, i'd be really good at like mm-hmm. playlisting stuff i was like i don't know how to get into that so let's think smaller um what's easier to achieve uh okay i could manage i've always had a good ear for music i'm cool with diving and going like if i was if this was the 60s i'd be going through crates regularly that i was like i think i could find that person so i started to take that track to be like socials and PR and all of that and then I was like I'm trying to find lights and other people and I got this light inside myself so not who than you you know like and by that time in college that's when I found my voice so uh yeah and I think that's interesting that you said you kind of got into it but just looking around you're like I could just do I could just do this this. (laughs) because I remember hearing the same thing from you when we were kind of getting the show started and leading up to it you were just looking at people in the scene you're like I can do this like and that was kind of the the whole we've we've pivoted a little bit but the whole idea of the show was that Tyrone could come in and he was just like, I can outwrap your favorite. Like, I'm not even a rapper. I'm not even a rapper, but like. He's going to outwrap me. Oh, God. And please, please, please. But I don't know. I see that's a kind of uh, like an overarching theme for a lot of people, especially the ones that get in kind of late. It's just looking around. It's like, you guys make this look harder than I think it is. Like, we could could just do this. Yeah, it's not that hard if you really... I mean, it is hard. Learning yourself and relearning yourself and and presenting yourself instead of manufacturing yourself is really difficult. And learning who you are in all of that, as well as holding true to yourself in all of that, is difficult. But what's not difficult is telling your truth. And that's what becomes difficult to people is like, I'm out here rapping just to rap, just to get a deal and get some money. But like, are you rapping to teach the generation after you? Because that's the difference between me and the younger kids is... The guy picked this shit up at 26. So that means I got to rap for kids who are 11 and also niggas who are 26, 27, going into their 30s, changing their lives. Like, I got to rap for for them because we still need somebody to be like, this is what it, like, I don't want to hear. Well, I mean, I've turned up to it and listened to it, but I don't want to hear some of that stuff. I, I've moved past that in my life. Like, Now, does that weigh on you in your creative process? Like, do you ever, you know, make something and you're just like, oh, it's not. Oh, no, never. Mm -hmm. I think the point of creating is to just create, to get out whatever your soul feels at that moment. And like, no matter how you slice it, there's nothing new under the sun. So somebody has felt what you're feeling currently and you need to get that out. Like, it's like when you are hungover and you need to throw up, like get it out of your body so you can keep moving. Now, when you first started, was it easy for you to be authentic? Did that come immediately or did you have to work on that? Because I know I know personally, like when I started writing lyrics, 
I was like, I'm gonna write what I think a rap song should sound like. Mm -hmm. And I was I was lying <laughs> like yeah. half the time. And slowly as I got a little bit more brave, was like I can actually yeah. speak my mind. Yeah. And uh I think I never struggled with like being authentic in the music or saying things that I felt. I think where I struggle is being like true and seeable i think uh recently i just told somebody i feel like i was trying to make everybody think i was invincible but i realized the whole time i've been bleeding um and and that's kind of a bar gotta keep that um i'll write that down <laughs> uh but like for me i think i was i had no problem i've been like a pretty like not authentic is the word i want to choose but like i've been a pretty open person i've been willing to like listen and talk and, and apply um that like I had no problem like like an 11 11 of just like saying like this is the surface level of my truth but like I feel like with what I'm working on now and where I'm trying to push myself to of like really getting into the nitty-gritty of like damn no nigga I've been there too like you know what I mean or like I asked those questions too or I am that person too or even at the very least I know that person too um which I think is missing in music I think I want to be the modern day Lauren Hill where you could look up and say Damn, you was rapping about some shit, but like, it feels good to, to finally hear somebody rap about that shit. Not in a way that's like sad or angry or hard or. A lot of things just are. It just like, is. Just be, it is what it is. Let it let it speak for itself. Yeah. You just gotta present it. Yeah, yeah, and carry it well. You know, be proud of what you do. Uh, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm interested to hear the story of like. So when you first made the decision of okay like i'm gonna start pursuing music myself mm -hmm. what was the, the the first time like what was the process of like letting your friends know saying hey like this is what i do and then the first time you started sh sharing your music with your friends like <laughs> what was that all like oh my gosh i have this friend his name's jose um and when i quit my job he would come over i was living at my parents house when i first graduated he would come over like all the time and he would play his guitar um, and like at the time I was playing the guitar, I still play it sometimes. Um, but he, he would play the guitar and I would sing and my brother had gotten me a microphone for Christmas, but I didn't have anything else, no softwares, just a computer and a microphone. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I downloaded this app and I was, I couldn't figure out how to use the microphone. So I was just using the mic for my headphones. Um, me and Jose would come over and like, I could figure out how to record him with, you know, the quarter inch in his guitar and on my computer so I would record the beat and then I would just lay the vocals um, with my headphones and uh, at the time I was singing and whatever he always wanted me to sing and I you know still to this day I, I want to sing and I think I'm embarking more in that um, but we would just hang out and make music and then I, it was never like a surprise to anybody it was more like every person when I finally was like listen to this song I made they were like nigga finally like <laughs> you be rap all the time you be making songs all the time and little melodies and whatever like nothing out of something for no reason all the time so like cool and it wasn't a bad song and like everybody I played it for the back was actually pretty good like, I didn't know you was rapping for real or I didn't know you was doing this for real and then I was like okay and then the next thing I know I like recorded like a bunch of songs not all of them were good but a bunch of songs that I put on like SoundCloud and stuff and some of the ones that are like my early singles on um, Apple Music. And everybody was just like, nah, I'm fucking with it. I like that. So like, I support you. And I think like people tell me they support me because I'm passionate, but it's like, 
I'm not passionate. Well, I guess I am passionate, but I'm only passionate because I, I finally found what God told me I'm supposed to do. So, like, I think that's why people see that light in me. And it's just like, I'm not trying to be nobody else but me. So, y'all trying to y'all trying to come with me or what you doing? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nah, you have that blessing of that early support system, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think because a lot of times I think what discourages people from starting music later in life is because they know... A lot of times people are going to look yeah. back at them and be like, are you what sure are you this is what you want to do? Are you, yeah. you know, this, like that, you're, and you're 29 years old and you work at Enterprise. Are you sure you want to right. do this? Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. The, on <laughs> yes. the other side of fear, on the other side of faith, is a whole lot of a whole lot of whatever you want. But like, I think that's the difference. I really, in that moment, I just thought I'm going to stop saying on the other side of fear. On the other side of faith is exactly what you want. Because like if you... If you just have faith that you could do it, it's going to work. But you got to do it. You got to actively do it. And I feel like that's where I'm at. I'm like, I just have faith that I've never had. Nobody's told me maybe you should not do this. Every person's told me, like, you're going to go where you're going. And I know you are. Like, And I I have to believe that. That's the real struggle is telling the voice inside of me, like, you can do what everybody is telling you to do. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to say, I mean, the support system is all nice. But, you know, your worst enemy is that inner voice. So when that voice gets to... You know what do you what do you do to kind of <laughs> uh, what do you do to try to combat those feelings? I just listen to her. You know, I just hear her, and I hear what you hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you got me there. I should have made that choice. I shouldn't have did that. Or I should be better at this. Or I should be faster. And then another voice comes in and it's just like, "Bitch, shut the fuck up!" Like <laughs> you're doing what you're supposed to do and feel it. But, you know, I have the privilege of, I went to the University of Alabama, and Nick Saban says, after every loss, you get 24 hours. After every win, you get 24 hours. After 24 hours, it's back to work. And I, I, I apply that to my life. If, I, if that voice comes in, and like I'll have days where I'm like, oh, my God, I'm down. Like, oh, are you okay? Who else was scared? Um, Damn, that boy Saban leading the tide he, on and off he, the field. On and off the field, because it's a mindset. They say there's something in the water in Tuscaloosa there is. It's a mindset. I, like, I toured Alabama, and they start all the admission tours like in the stadium they rock you through the locker room like that's it's 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 the whole university it's the university of alabama baby but like he he said that he was saying (laughs) roll tie Uh, he would say that you know his motto was make his ass quit Uh, on that field you you beat the player every time you make them quit and like you have to apply that to your life like there are going to be a thousand and one people rooting for you to lose you see how they treat the tide, but they might lose. I've seen the tide lose six times since I went to school there. Okay, don't try me. Try your next bitch. Um, but when you lose, like feel that, take that, eat it, eat all of it, eat every last bite, and then once you're finished with it, get pass up it. and pass it. You know what I'm saying? Get up and do what you got to do. Like, so without you know without revealing whatever you want to, but tell me about your last. L you would consider and what you learned from it. Mm. You saw that music video I just did. What are the odds? Yes. It taught me a lot about my life. What are the odds? It would teach me everything I needed to know at this point. I feel like there's a, there's a story within that. So please yeah. tell me because even making that video was a process. Yeah, that was everything was a process. But uh, yeah, the, I don't know if you got that on recording of me saying like the human brain innately is like 93% correct on first guess every time. I was at a point over the summer or after the one year mark that I was working with this guy named Natra Average and he produced the record. Um, And I told him, I was like, dude, I want to quit. Like, (laughs) this is not as easy as I thought it was. And it's not as it's not as easy as they say it is. It's not as hard as they say it is, but it's 
it's not as easy to find yourself and or be yourself in all of this like you feel like you have to conform and i'm i'm not a conformer um that i was just like man this sucks and i told him that same fact he was like okay so submerge yourself in you for real like if you really want to do this you got to go so like build your own ecosystem and what are the odds you do like what are the odds you said that you you have really a seven percent failure rate seven percent you should be able to be confident in doing what you want to do and he was like let's just make something let's just do something you want to do let's just make something and he started making the beat for what it was that's kind of crazy like, so, I'm like that's weird but okay and i sang the first part i was like i was just having fun and then like it got kind of redundant to me when the hook came back in right? the song is a little redundant in the spaces but i said change it everything <laughs> that's when the breakdown came he was like what do you mean i was like just completely different song like but keep it on the same song but just do something that we could change it we need a breakdown and he had this sample he was like that's so crazy that you said that because i just found this today and he put the sample in there I was like perfect and then we like got into a little groove making the second half and i was like oh this is this is like fire right here and i was like what are the odds and it like it, it was like a battery pack in my back and i was just like what are the odds i would make something like this like that is just like a crazy from a from a sonic soundscape that's a crazy ass song and i was like wow okay i could keep doing it and i went we went on a run like we had made like almost six songs for the next tape that i'm working on and i was like okay we were like something so what are the odds that we do this and you know throughout that experience things started changing a lot in my personal life and then on my team and you know like highs and lows and it was really difficult to get everybody on the same accord um and when we went to la no budget it was just like well we are really running against time and we are running it feels like insanity with our head straight at a wall but uh, there was no other feeling but fire inside of me um and there were some there were some not so big of fires and other people that i had to call that out and people had to call that out in me also if, you know about fish rots at the head first so you have to be stable and you have to keep your mind set and i felt like i had failed because it didn't it didn't res receive what i thought it was but i recently watched this interview of prince saying that like music is a success as soon as you make it because it gets it's food for the soul and i felt like it failed because it wasn't received how the masses receive it. and i said what are the odds that the masses would receive something that isn't for the masses the same way obviously um and it hurt it hurt for a minute but then it was like but you also you did it with no budget and you showed people that you were somebody to believe in and you, you found yourself in all of this and you saw what you did need and what you didn't need you saw where you wanted to go and where you couldn't go and you saw like a fish rots at the head first so if you don't stand for yourself who's gonna stand for you you know what i mean and um i guess like ultimately in that l like i had like a week it was not a 24 i had a week of like i am down and i am in the dumps and i hadn't been writing i still haven't been writing for real uh I was just quiet. I was just listening. And in that in that stillness and that separation from all these people who were just giving me so much noise and making me lose who I was and creating loading, I just woke up. And, like, recently I woke up. I think so. And, you know, I've been in a hyperbolic time chamber just learning, 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 and adapting and feeling and evolving. Um, and when I, you know, I'd say I probably woke up maybe two weeks ago, for real. Um, but when I woke up, it was just like... No weapon that forms will ever prosper against me, ever. I was ran over by a car when I was three years old. Nothing. They've been, they've been trying to kill me my whole life, and I recently told one of my friends I was like, as close as he's ever been because he didn't come from my physical, he came from my spirit. 
he almost got me because my spirit was like i don't know how to handle this and i just i just woke up for real like it was just like there a voice in my head said no weapon nothing like do you understand that i've been trying to kill you your whole life nothing can take you out so just keep going and trust yourself because you got to live through it but you got to do it and when you do do it like life's gonna on the other side of faith it's gonna be something crazy and i just have to remind myself that and i think that's the space that i kind of finally got to of like the uh, in just just this moment like the other side of faith and right now you're floating in between it you're in that long path from the desert to la but when you see the beach boy ain't no way boy boy ain't no way you know what i mean so i noticed i, I like i listened to you speak um and using using that that waking up thing because i remember mm. i've had a couple of those mm. like and i would all i feel i'd always shoot myself in the foot because i'd have this awakening i'd be like i see it mm -hmm. and i'd be like and this is how it's going to be mm -hmm. forever mm -hmm. i finally figured it out and then i'll have another one and it's overwhelming because i'm like i thought i, I had thought. so i notice you use a lot of of like repeatables mantras stuff like that does that help keep you ground like as soon as you are willing to be like yeah shit's changing every day you're gonna realize new things does do those uh faith on the other side mm -hmm. all these things does that help yeah. kind of ground you as yeah. things keep shifting yeah i don't know what mantra means we could probably look it up but i feel like that's what it's it's for like mantras are supposed to keep you grounded especially like i'm a faith-bearing woman but like it's like standing in the, in the middle of the forest like when you're still and in that silence like what do you really hear and like there's so much power in the tongue that if you don't tell yourself what you can be, what you will be, is what you don't want to be. And I I realized as soon as I changed the things I was repeating in my head, mm -hmm. the things outside changed. The world is what you want it to be. How I interacted with people changed. How the world interacted with me changed. Mm -hmm. It changed my perspective. I'd mm -hmm. see something that it used to that would be like, oh, this is a bad thing. Mm -hmm. This is bad, and you've, your perspective is just like. Right nothing exists in a yeah. vacuum it's all yeah. just kind I, of i tell people all the time the whole the next the title of my next project is called iridescent um and i tell people all the time the name of the game is perspective like what people don't see like i finally figured it out the whole point of being alive is to realize perspective like what is your perspective when you perceive me and perception is just is like beauty it's in the eye of the beholder like i can only perceive what you present and if you don't present yourself love like in your day-to-day -day life then what i'm going to perceive is probably not the person that you want to be or mm -hmm. the person that you are you know what i mean and like the same with like how people hurt people and how people feel about things like let, let's break it down to what is your perception what have you seen and what have you learned like and i think i learned that because i had a lot of white friends growing up i went to a private school as one of 17 black people including faculty okay not the staff, just the faculty, okay? I think that's an important differentiator that we need to make because all the staff was black. That's fucked up, if you ask me. Um, but I learned that, like, white people aren't as bad as we make them seem. And, like, a lot of that is just their perception. Like, my best friend is white. And through college, our friendship, like, I was teaching her. Per her perception didn't make her wrong to, to think that way. But now that you can see my perception... It will make you wrong to think that way now that you have that information. And her mindset changed, you know? Like, every white person that I'm friends with, like, their mindset has changed because 
their perception on the on the matters of life have changed you know what i mean or like and that goes for anyone anybody that i'm friends with or associate with is like what is your perception on this life that we're living because if your perception is that everybody is just here and you don't have to help nobody or be a good person or like you're not entitled to do anything for anybody then your perception of life is wrong because you are entitled to be a good person and it's going to be cold and lonely a lot of the time too if because if you're not willing to extend that love to people I know a lot of just sort of angry, bitter people out there that are just alone and, and whatever. But it's because they're not willing to they're not willing to like give anybody any type of love. Right. Why would anybody you want to give to get you, you get and I mean? you get what you put out in the universe. You get what you give. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You get what you get. You don't put your pit. They say that for a reason. <laughs> and I don't know. It's interesting. I feel we talk about this sometimes like um, it's not your fault what you were taught. It's not. But as soon as you learn conflicting information and you don't go with it, you you suppress it and you're like, all of a sudden you have now taken this thing that wasn't part of you and you've made it part of your identity mm-hmm. and you can't move on past that. Mm-hmm. And, and you, there's people that aren't willing to be like, damn, I learned some fucked up shit. Right. I, was I was wrong. wrong. <laughs> and, it, and it wasn't my fault until you started fighting and until mm-hmm. you had somebody be like, you know, things could be different. Things mm-hmm. could be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And... I see that as just being important and being authentic with yourself that like right now there's three conversations happening at this table. Mm-hmm. Like we're all using the same language, but what I like each word I say means a slightly different thing right, to me exactly. than to you and you. Exactly. And if you're worried about how you're perceived to other people, you can't win. Right. You can't win. There's always going to be misunderstandings. Right. There's always, but like, you got to hear people when they talk. I tell people, I always talk to people like you're talking to a four year old mm-hmm. sensitive easy because like if i said why or can you repeat that if i was four years old and you yelled at me like that that's fucked up you don't yell at a kid like that but if you could you if i could look at you and i said can you show me this and you fucked up something and then i'd be like bro what the fuck are you doing and be like why are you talking to me like that like you wouldn't talk to a child like that and if i were explaining to you something i wouldn't like over explain or under explain it like a, talk to me like i'm a child not i am not childish but talk to me like a child because that that's like soft like you have to be soft with people yeah and like that's another too like how you address people but how you listen to people too mm-hmm. listen like they're speaking mm-hmm. to you because four-year-olds will come up and say some crazy it's all it's all over the place <laughs> but that sort of overarching message of what they're trying to convey you can pick it out right because you you're listening, listening if, like you listen to a child but some people instead they're like oh yeah this person said something crazy mm-hmm but why did they why like they want to they want to they want to fixate on like Mm -hmm. well this isn't how i would have said this exact thing Mm -hmm. and and if you're willing to just kind of you were talking about this on the last episode just giving people grace Mm -hmm. grace that's that's the word that's the word i use all the time i tell people all the time i'm like you just got to give grace money because like you don't know what somebody's going through one and two like you don't know if how you said it like you might have felt you said it right but you don't know how they how they perceived what you said so like you just got to give grace where grace is due and like stand on the shit that you believe in that's the difference between being an asshole and being firm in what you believe it's like i'm not i could say it nicely and still tell you no that's not gonna happen you know what i mean like and and as I've been trying to like approach life this way, I've realized I take way less things personally now. That's the goal. Misunderstandings, whatever. I'm like, okay, let's try this again. Like you're probably, you can tell when someone's trying to be disrespectful to your face. Like it's pretty clear. Most of the time, that's not what people's objective is. Like y'all, there's a, there's a disconnect. There's a short somewhere. Right. 
I'm big. I love analogies. And I think that's part, like, I'm, I, I tutor math, and so mm-hmm. I'm always trying to come up with new ways to explain. I see it's not clicking. I yeah. love analogies. That's good. I love that. And just visualizing things. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do you visualize your life? Like, what through what medium? I love looking at my life through, like, media, like through TV, video games. It helps me kind of contextualize what's going on. Mm-hmm. How, how do you visualize your life? What, what medium of art is your life? I guess music, like, that's what I measure my life in. Like, uh, my childhood is primarily, like, 50 Cent, Outkast, Kanye West, and Lil Wayne. And then, like, my... Yeah, like, in music, for sure. Like, I I would break all my subcategories like that. And I always am thinking, like, music or a movie or something. But I don't have a movie that I would compare my life to. I don't have anything I would compare my life to. I'm out here living it. Just work here. Uh, But, you know, I guess. uh, Final answer. Music and TV. (laughs) Now, I've loved this whole conversation on uh, perspectives. Because, for me, I, I always feel that's the main... Like in any most debacles and most tensions that are like existing on in the world right now, outside of like a couple, like it all just comes down to empathy and understanding of another person's perspective and willing to understand that your way isn't the only way. Mm-hmm. We were having a conversation with my mother last night, uh, and she explained her perspective on how she thinks grandparents should act in front of their kids and whatever whatever and and what her personal version of respect looks like and and how she wants to be respected and how she would treat us with respect Mm -hmm. and how those don't necessarily all have to be the same thing right and they don't have to be in competition with each other Mm -hmm. either because there was a moment while we were explaining to her like well it doesn't have to be like this or this that and that she was almost like are you telling me i'm wrong and it's like no no like no no one's saying you're wrong but we're just saying that it's not the only right way right and i think a lot of times though with just perspective in general you know we all are just walking around with ourselves all day right so we just think what we see what we do what we know is it is that's just the way it is um but it takes a lot for a lot for people to step outside of themselves Mm -hmm. and see them see themselves and other people Mm -hmm. a short story that i've always been a big fan of and i feel like you would probably be someone who likes it it's called uh, the egg is the name of the story but it basically follows this man or whatever but he dies he wakes up in wherever he is um eggville yeah and he's just talking to the 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 entity that is there and he's Mm -hmm. explaining to him like yo like you know, this ain't your first time here, you know, like you've been here plenty of times and you're mm-hmm. going to be here plenty of times after this because your whole reason you're here is you are here to experience every life there is to have that there ever will be. Like, mm-hmm. so I like that because it made me look at it as like every person out here is you. Mm-hmm. They are just you born at a different time, at a different place, yeah. under different circumstances. Yeah. But it's you. Yeah. Yeah. You can easily put yourself in their situation and be like, oh, well, I understand how we right. got there. Right. And I and I and I I get that from you is that you're someone who is getting to that understanding of like, oh, it's not it's not just me, so to speak. It's literally all, all me. Of, yeah. It's all me all the time. Shout everything, out to Drake. Every, everything everywhere all at once. You know what I mean? Like love that movie. Too, great by movie. The way. Phenomenal movie. Great, great it, movie. Like really. That was like the, the first crack in the wake up. Like it's mm. time. It's time. It's time. Yeah. Like, you've got it. 
I need to watch it again. I just um I just got in town this week and watched it on the plane in uh-huh. and was just you need um, to see it for real. Oh my god, I was a fucking wreck on the plane. Like I'm just like <laughs> bawling and this girl sitting next to me just what keeps looking and I'm, I'm just like I got snot running down like this. Yeah, it was it, a good but oh my a beautiful movie, really truly. And like I thought I think it was funny because I watched it with one of my friends and like she's super type A and was like, I'm not understanding why why are you doing all this shit? And like I'm going through the movie like wow this is beautiful like every piece of it like the story the incongruence of everything and like how everything is going together and um and the absurdity and of the a lot of it too. I'm like I'm loving everything they're doing this is a beautiful depiction of life for real of like who you can be and it reminded me a lot of like my mom in a sense and like I feel like anybody who watched it it should have like depending on where you came from it should remind you of your parents of like who would you have been if yeah. it wasn't for life changing on you but like Man, that was a beautiful movie. Really, truly, they did what they did. And I've got, I've got good relationships with my parents. But I was Likewise. watching it, and I was like, "Wow, it, it could be so much better. Right. Like if we were both willing to just see each, each other, other for who they were. It, like, mm. I think that's a lot of the problem is people don't look at people for not only who they are. Like, people look at people for who they think they should should be. They never look at somebody for who they are. A lot of the time, they look at people for who they used to be too. Mm-hmm. But like. No, man, people aren't looking at who they are. And, like, it's so beautiful when you find somebody who does and or when you see someone who is who they are. Because it's like, man, that's powerful. People who are who they are are powerful motherfucking people. I believe that I'm one of those people. Like, I am, I'm just here. I just work here, you know? Like, but I am who I am, and I'm proud of that. It took me a long time to be proud of that. And I think more people should be proud of who they are and be more willing to show who they are to the world because you'd be surprised who accepts that like and i've been learning that like the hard part with that though is that there's a whole bunch of stuff about yourself that you're not gonna like that you find on the way and like that doesn't make you a bad person it does but like you've got to be able to come face to face with it and be look and be like yeah or you're still gonna be somebody else you're not gonna be who you really are like i always say that the person looking in the mirror is looking at the person they used to be and the person they want to become. But you get to choose every time you look in the mirror. Like, you could look in the mirror and be like, damn, I hate the way I look. Oh my gosh, I'm fat. I, I feel stupid. I, my, I got bags under my eyes. My skin doesn't glow. And it's like, that's the person you are then. Or you could look at yourself and be like, I'm changing my life. I'm getting in shape. I am beautiful and wonderfully created. I am. I, I have bags because I'm not rested. I'm gonna get more sleep. Like you, it's all about the way, the mindset, and the way that you speak. One of my favorite quotes from one of my teachers over the years. He said, "Whether you are or you aren't, you're right either way." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I used to. That was a huge thing for me when I was an athlete. I would be working out and getting in shape. I would use listening motivational speakers all the time. And I heard Will Smith say that one time of a the person who says they are the person who says they can and the person who says they can't are both usually right. Like, it doesn't matter who you are, but you have to decide. You have to decide. And I implore everybody to to believe that. But, like, you have to decide deep in yourself that this is who you are. And this is who I'm going to be. And they say you can't do things cold turkey, but that's because you don't decide. Like, I mean, obviously there's things that, like, due to the genetic breakdown, like, if you're doing drugs, it's going to be hard to just decide to quit. But you have to decide that you want it more than whatever the other thing is like how et thomas said you gotta want success as bad as you want to breathe like because if you don't like something else will distract you the brain will always pick the better option and the better option is being comfortable that's like with 
you want you got to want success more than you want to want to breathe you need to know what success is too though you gotta because that's i i spent a long time i was working towards what i thought success was it had no grounding in me at all and as i was achieving things i was like i hate this like why do i feel so sad all the time like i'm I'm successful, but then I looked, I looked at how my life was. I was like, I would not describe this as success at all. This is a sad person. I just watched a a little like motivational speaker talking about, uh, money being the most fulfillment, fulfillment being the most important thing, but money not being the number one fulfillment for like, um, he had asked somebody who's like, uh, what's one thing that you need and you feel like your life would be fulfilled. Or you, what would you trade? Something like that. And she was like, money. And he was like, okay, well, if I told you you had to die tomorrow, I'd give you $10 million today. Would you take it? No. Okay, so time is more important. Uh, if I told you your mom had to die tomorrow, um, but I'd give you this money, would you take it? No. So relationships are more important. It's like that you see, you learn really quick. And I think going back to your first question, that that's what makes the depth and my ability to see differently really important at starting later in the game like i always tell myself man i would have blown already if i started in college like if i was rapping like this and doing all this stuff when i was a freshman boy i would have taken tuscaloosa by storm it would have been over with i would have been out of here but i wasn't what i was called for i needed to learn myself because Natra again told me he said in this game you'll either know who you are when you get here or you'll find out because mm. <laughs> i have that debate all the time i'm like the past is always it's your worst enemy Mm -hmm. if you let it be Mm -hmm. because i do that all the time i didn't start making pursuing music until 22 Mm -hmm. and was like damn if i started this in high school people go up for who they got in high school they got this and that but if i had achieved any level of success at that age it would have crushed me i would have known what to do with. i had no i did not have the framework to hold Mm -hmm. success inside that if i if i had something big had blown up it would have literally killed me right my spirit hasn't even realized how big it was yet i would have dropped everything that got built for me and i would i would have also tried to box myself into who i was the minute something good happened and i would have tried to stay 21 forever and i'd be really unhappy at 25 like like imagine trying to stay 21 forever people do it but imagine that mindset forever oh my god i'd be a terrible person (laughs) so i think like we said to circle back around to that that overarching theme of this whole thing of like why Mm -hmm. why you are making music today i think that uh from what i've gathered here it seems like your why was almost like it was it was what's the word i'm looking for it was written Uh damn near like you know like it seemed like you were supposed to have started when you started because you needed the perspective that you have now and you wouldn't have right. gotten it had you started earlier I never or later like you needed it to start when it started and i think that's a good good answer for our theme for today mm-hmm. so yeah to bring it back around though um one thing i want to ask is you know we talk about what you can can't be you're right either way mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about what you can see for yourself in the future what is what do you see for yourself what do you want to get out of this whole experience in the music industry a bitch from the sauce so she's seeing where she's going i want a world tour a grammy a few of them probably star in a movie Yes, those Change are all the things. World. Those are all things, and I agree that you I do want the fame. Oh, I was getting to it. Because I don't want the fame. I want the impact. Mm. I want little black girls and little black boys to realize there's power in your blackness. 
I want women all over the world to know you don't have to be a hot girl or a no name. You can still be fly and just be who you are. You know, I want people to believe that it's powerful to be educated and it's beautiful to be educated too. And the most important thing that like I see for myself if I achieve the goals and dreams that God's placed in me is that I have the ability to change the world with a mindset. And that's what I hope to be able to present to the younger generations and my generation and the generations older than me, that the, the mindset shift of like, there are going to be far and few of us who get in that boat of perspective. But I need to be able to be one of the boats out of here to say perspective is important. And it's all about how you treat yourself and how you treat people. Um, like, like I said, like I want to be able to one day call myself the modern day Lauren Hill because people turn on Lauren Hill and be listening to it 20, 40, 20, 30 years later and be like, if she was telling me the truth about how how you gonna win when you ain't right within like she was telling me the truth and all these songs that i was bumping and having fun to but like she was crying on on that tape and like in loading i feel like in a lot of those songs i was crying with a smile and i feel like that's who i am as a person like i'll give you a thug tear and take it on the chin and keep going but you know i, I want to present in the future i want to present a place where everybody want to be fly and i'm gonna stay fly till i die you know <laughs> love it love it what do you got to say future <laughs> sensational <laughs> he loves it too he loves it too sensational okay well we've we've made it here to the something you want to say yeah i guess i'll <laughs> yeah, yeah like because i i know that, like in in what you're saying i realized one thing personally for me was getting over shame so much of our culture is based yeah. around shame and it's such a good tool to control people that mm-hmm. wanting better for yourself that's shameful right. wanting wanting to experience any part of life that's shameful right. like how long did it take for you to kind of break through that because as i've re- as i've been removing shame from my life it's become much more comfortable i am able to do the things that mm-hmm. i want to do without having it it quiets that voice in your head a lot mm-hmm. it comes in waves i feel like shame is like an onion low-key like i have the base level of like i removed the shame or the fear of like performing in front of people or sharing my music but then like there's still shame of like i'm not re- being fully honest in it or like you know um i think the question was how did i get to releasing shame or yeah how or how, how long has that how been long? a long battle it's has... been my whole life and i think i'll never stop fighting it um but i think it just gets easier i think like you know i might always have shame for what i've done but there ain't no shame in your game like you, you'll have the shame and you'll say well as long as you can have the acceptance too it's like uh reflecting like oh man i shouldn't have did that but i understand i shouldn't have did that i'm not gonna do it again or i should i'm glad i did that like you know and it i guess it it comes down to where is the shame coming from because if it's shame in yourself you're like i could do better that's a useful Mm -hmm. if you're willing to listen to that that's a useful Mm -hmm. thing but i remember when i started i was like i was like i i wasn't even willing to admit to myself that i wanted Mm -hmm. what i wanted i wasn't willing to admit that i want better Mm -hmm. i felt i was being ungrateful it wasn't Mm -hmm. enough it was like I think it sounds like you weren't willing to admit that you deserve better. Mm-mm. I think I just recently got to that space in my life of like, I did have a lot of shame because I felt like wrong for asking. I, I never wanted to ask for help, but I felt wrong for like doing what I felt like I wanted to do with my life and everybody else wasn't. And I wasn't doing the same things that I like 
went for it from an educational perspective. And then I was like, man, like I deserve, I, I am a good person. I do make good music. I, I do try my best in everything that I do. So I do deserve better. And that's okay to tell people that you know in yourself you deserve better because you do. Everybody deserves better. Like we got fucking kids down the street who only have access to mcdonald's and burger king those people deserve better i deserve better you deserve better like people deserve better and that's just like it's okay to tell people that that like you should tell every person in your life if you're watching tell the person to the left of you to the right of you or the person you're looking at or the person anywhere around you everywhere at once you deserve better and i don't know what better is for you but you do so you deserve it and go get it and only you can tell you what that is. Only you. I can't tell you what you, what I think better is for you, but you deserve whatever you whatever you want in life. You deserve that because you have to choose it, though. You know what I mean? Like, but it doesn't mean you don't deserve to have it. If you wanted to tomorrow, if you wanted to wake up and say, "I'm going to start acting," I wanna I wanna win an Emmy. Well, you deserve to win an Emmy. Then, if you want it that bad, if you want to do the work that bad, you deserve it. But you got to want it as bad as you think you deserve it. That's that's really the tea, you know. If it ain't meant to be. It's up to me, one way or another. <laughs> very true, very true. Well, I'll tell you what is meant to be. Our last segment. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> so it's over here rambling, ripping no, and no, running. No, no, no. We love it. It's content, right? Yeah. So we started off with the little rapping or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna bookend it. Okay. But Ooh. since you are an artist, we figured uh-huh. we have a little bit of fun with it today. Okay, let's so do it. I like to have fun. Our longtime watchers of this show know yeah. that we are very much we like games. Okay. okay. So we like to incorporate the games into our freestyle. And a long time recurring game that we like to have on here is a game we like to call Spin the Block. So as you can see, you can put that over there by you, Joe. Kind of make some room over there. So as you can see there, we have our Wheel of Fun with a bunch of different topics, you know, things that are pretty generalized, you know, I've, some things that are somewhat related to you. I picked hip-hop. You seem like a fashionable young lady, so I put clothes. I heard that you were big into history, so I put history. Obviously, we're here in Atlanta. I got uh, Atlanta. I got anxiety, relationships, working out, grinding, cartoons, all sorts of little topics. These are there. all things like this is like an Andrea board. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, what we're gonna have you do? We're gonna spin the wheel, or you are going to spin the wheel, okay. and whatever you land on, we're just run. gonna have a little quick little, you know, little cipher here at the end regarding one of these topics. Talk about prepare to crash. <laughs> all right, y'all ready? Let's do it. Please be an easy one. Close. Close. Thank God, as long as it's not fucking history. <laughs> that would have been like, here we go, Hamilton. You know, crazy thing was, I almost leaned very heavily into the history one, and I was going to have, like, rapping from the perspective of all the... Yo, his- that would actually been a lot of fun. I would have loved that. I would have really, Damn it. I really, we'll really table that got one. in that. We'll give table give that us a 16 time. is Frederick yeah. von Bismarck. Like. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Yo, but I, I see, like, I like shit like that. I would have definitely been like, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> ah, damn. Okay, next time we know, we'll keep that one in the back pocket. Okay, so now to go along with this, uh, we're going to have you pick a, a type beat for us. What, what type I, beat would you feel more comfortable doing your thing on or for us if you don't want to i mean I- i'm gonna do it regardless so uh, i have no idea i'm gonna just put on like shopping type beat oh, shopping God, that type sounds beat. like oh Dua we're gonna Lipa. end up with like a like a target commercial type beat, <laughs> yeah like but... it's gonna be weird okay okay <laughs> 
like a like a I don't know, like a fucking I would think like a Steve Lacey or a Tyler Creator type beat would be Steve like Steve Lacey. Less Steve. Whoa. Like, <laughs> what a shame. People are like, you saw that video of nobody knowing the words to his song. We've been like, watching bro. a lot of the Steve Lacey concert videos. And Steve recently. Lacey's a funny dude. I, I approve his message, you know, like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are we still looking for the beat here? Uh, yeah, oh I'm God. just, I, we're going to see what a shopping type beat is. No, no, no. We got yeah, Steve, 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 Lacey. Steve Lacey. Steve Lacey, Frank Ocean type beat. Oh, this sounds uh, like Hopefully not too slow. slow. We'll see. I've been wearing these clothes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, shit. Oh, this one's really short. No, hold up, hold up, hold up. That's only like two minutes. I, I guess like to, to give ourselves a little bit of a, of, a, of, a, of a frame here, let's think of three words, three key words, words or terms to kind of like anchor you, okay? What are your favorite things to wear? Sneakers. Sneakers. Shades. Shades. Pants. I like pants. Cool pants. There we go. Sneakers, shades, and pants. Sneakers, shades, and pants. Okay. <laughs> I picked the wrong word. Sneakers, which rhymes with sneakers. Leakers. Leakers. Uh, tweakers. No. Uh, Catch me in my sneakers. Ah. Uh, I suck at rapping room. On the mixed table, no LA leakers. Mm. Yeah. I should have wrote something before I came here. <laughs> Cheapers creepers. <laughs> this seems like, like some it might sing songy shit. We'll wait for the beat, but this Okay, okay. It might surprise us. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Ooh, what kind it of beat is this? this is kind of cool. I wasn't expecting that. Steve Lacey, Frank Ocean type beat. Yeah, this is a nice little vibe right here. Okay, we talking about some clothes. You want to start us off here, ma'am? I guess. Mm. I've been driving down the interstate past 85. Don't got no creases in my sneakers. I'm alright. Mm. Put my wrist up out the window. See the ice. Mm. Make you feel like you gonna come and take this flight. Mm. Stay grounded, I'm deeper than your pockets You see it in my jeans, baby I'm, I don't got no words But what were the other words we were Shades. saying? Shades, thank you so much, I forgot All And right. pants And pants, alright, we back Don't lose it for I act like I got something to attack I got it, I go blind, I got my shades up on my lap mm. I wanna tell these niggas they can't see me If I lap them, I'ma slap them with the mm, I be Jesus, so Look it, look it, look at me mm. Got pants that look like bandana trees mm. I smoke them, you need to leave me be I'm not a rapper, so I'm sorry I just said some things uh, <laughs> I had to come through and supply the dangers Got a new shirt, it's straight off the hanger yeah. No Topanga, this no. boy met his world Just make sure that my pants fit my Waste. <laughs> oh, is the beat yeah. over? The beat's over. I really. We've got two minutes left. I don't. I was expecting exactly. a drop or something. Oh, something's happening in there. Yeah. Oh, this is like an interlude or something. Wow. Like in the middle of the I fucked up because I was gonna say trousers instead, and I was like, I have to say pants. Fuck. Damn. <laughs> this beat was going. We were catching it. Was it. Yeah. Re- they really, really changed me up with that like little EDM yeah. beat. Yeah. I was like, oh wait, what's about to happen? That oh, four on the floor in. shit has been coming back, and I'm I'm really man. Into I've been it. trying to tell you, telling is the the baseline is coming back. Mm. People don't realize it, and that little quick like like build, you know what you were saying the build up 808s are really kicking. Oh, okay, we're back. how Same much thing. time I got? 
Uh, definitely a 16 in you for sure. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Look, I'ma try to make something on the 16. Make it so pristine, like I got some new jeans. Some blue jeans that I got from the store. Yep. I just keep them clean, so I pick them up off the floor. But yep. let me keep it straight show you how it's made i know when i spit so bright you need some shades uh, i'm getting paid need uh, some money in my pockets they see i'm so plugged in it's kind of like a socket no i can't stop it i just keep it going uh i'm so fly like a bowen no sewing but i go off the <sighs> keep it going don't stop gonna say something about your sneakers ah but let me go and rock uh. some new sneakers they see by my talents i stand so tall that i just got new balance yeah. Ooh. Uh, so off the psyche keep this thing running i just do it like nike um i might be the greatest to do it so let me show you boys how i'm like cupid my future's too bright okay i think i need some shade right. i'm looking real handsome like i got a new fade Ooh. Ooh, in the bar but in the chair with the cape right mm, going in i'm off the fuck i'm dropping in the lake yeah. had to splash had to go and get some cash had to go real fast you know i had to do the dash what about shoes i had to go put my feet in my shoes you uh. know that's just what i do you right. can call me scooby-doo Get a clue, and I'm walking on this beat. Take a seat. Mm. I'm going in too crazy, like the sea, like the gull, like the bird. You know, I got the words coming straight off the top. You know, I got the swerve. Mm. Mm. Uh oh, uh oh, yeah. Uh oh, uh oh, yeah. You like that, ladies and gentlemen? Uh oh, yeah. You feel that? Why does the beat not come in? And dick, boom, dick. Yeah, like, no, they, it, they, they, they really were doing too much. But, <sighs> uh, kidding, shout out to that man. Living cool beat with, though. Thank you. Cool it, though. Thank shout you shout to Solo. The, the vibe was still there though. Yeah, that was, yeah. I actually kind of liked it with the little intermittent yeah, talking I kinda in between. Like that. You know, I like that. it came together. I saw it be freestyle. I have to like take like one or two punchlines, write them down. I got ADHD, so I can't remember shit ever. Well, you killed that. So thank you. I don't. I couldn't even tell you what I said. Hey, Not a single bar. I couldn't. You blacked one out. You. you you just straight. You went to no. where you needed to be. No black. Just like in pause. <laughs> well, I it was fun. It thank sounded you, great. You, it was you, a good you, time. You, and I really appreciate you for for one just being here and having this conversation, taking the time out of your day to kick it with us. Of course, of um, course. That's thank that's you. really gonna do it for this episode. Um, shout out! So shout out! All that's left for us to do here is you know this this is your camera, this one or that one, really whichever camera you want to talk to, and just let the people where they can find you, your work, and what you got coming up. Hey, everybody! If you're listening. If you're, there, if you're here with us now, um, my name is Andrielle, and you can find me anywhere, and I mean anywhere. I'm talking YouTube, TikTok, Spotify, Instagram, the whole nine, at that's T-H-A-T-S, Andrielle, A-N-D-R-E-L-L-E. You can stream my debut project loading anywhere, and I do mean anywhere, ha, ha, anywhere. Um, 
yeah i don't know check me out if you enjoy the content tap in with me talk to me speak with me breathe with me the whole thing uh, but most importantly think about changing your perspective and when you change that perspective make sure that you look to the nigga to the left and the right and you tell them your perspective is okay with me all right amen Yo. <laughs> We're going to wrap it up here. You know, it's my favorite time of the episode. In the description, you will find a link with every single beat you've heard today. Go in there. Go check out their beat stars. Go check out their YouTube pages. Go spend some money. Go send some of their beats to your friends that make music. Your friends that make music. Go buy some of their beats. Keep the money moving in the community. Support your friends. Love on your friends. Tyrone, take us home. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, once again, I want to thank Joseph for doing what he does on the ones and twos. And I want to thank Andriel for coming here and just chopping it up and being open and catching a vibe with us. And of course, thank you to all of you for listening, watching, however you decided to be here today. We're just happy you could be here. So tune in next time where somebody's going to be sitting in Andriel's seat and we're going to be mixing it up. (laughs) (laughs) I just like, I just like. Ah. (laughs) Have a good one, ladies and gentlemen.